Hi there and welcome to the episode 74 of the LDS study session with me, your host Matthew Roberts. And uh, I wanted to continue now with our Come Follow Me study for this week, or conclude it really, uh, where we are looking at Romans uh, chapters 1 through 6 in the August 5th to August 11 uh, section of the Come Follow Me, The Power of God Unto Salvation. And I wanted to finish really this week with this section, uh, found in Romans chapter 3, 10 to 31, and chapter 5, Through Jesus Christ I can be forgiven of my sins. It really has been a fantastic experience reading through these two chapters and just identifying the great messages that are in there. Um, there is obviously at the start of this in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, uh, a verse where it talks about how all of us have sinned. Uh, and it says uh, in verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Um, now, this is actually referring to scriptures found in Psalms, uh, Psalms 14, verse 1 and further on in that chapter, but also in Isaiah as well, about how that people in the future would be not righteous, be not, not, not looking for God. And he's using these scriptures to teach the people that he's writing to in Romans how, yes, everyone is in this situation where we are where we're not perfect where we need the help of our savior jesus christ so what i've done is i've looked through the sections and picked out five um, positive messages that i've learned because whilst this may be a negative outlook of, on things as the manual states there are many hopeful messages in these chapters as well and i'll certainly be using them a lot more in future um, because i've not really studied them much myself uh, and so it's been really good to read them now, obviously, uh, with Romans, um, I think that actually the message that we are none of us are perfect, yes, is a is a um, discouraging uh, concept really that no one is of that uh, ability. But I think it is also something that is quite positive, because obviously, as I am in a situation where I am not perfect, um, um, it's nice for me to think, well, okay, I'm not the only one everyone else is in this situation with me as well. Uh, it is something which not only I have to work through, it's not me that's causing the problems, it's a simple fact that all people are fall short of the glory of God. Um, and it's, you know, it's not a competition in that way. It, it's something which we're all part of and so we can support and, and it means that we can relate to and help each other as well. Along with, the, with that, uh, in verses 23 to 25, we then read about how we've all sinned but then we've all been justified freely through his grace um, that our saviour came to redeem us. And we'll talk about, again, kind of, and to be honest, it'd be really useful if you listen to the past couple of episodes, episode 71, I think, and 72, where we talked about justification and grace and the, um, the definitions of that. Um, actually, sorry, it wasn't 71 and 72 at all. It was 70 and 71. So I'd really recommend you listening to those episodes as well because they really underline a couple of things that I've just said, stated in, in what I've shared here. But um, Elder Dietrich Huckdorf gave a great uh, message in the April 23, gener 2013, I should say, uh, General Conference. Now this was actually given in the priesthood session in, on, in a talk called Four Titles. And he talks about sons of God and brethren. But this obviously applies to sisters as well. And so I'd encourage you to listen carefully to these words in, in, with the view of thinking that we all fall short and remembering that we are not individual in falling short of, of what our Heavenly Father wants us to be, but also that we all have this opportunity because our Heavenly Father loves us that so much that he gave his only begotten son to justify and, and sanctify us. 
uh, he says, quote, it can be discouraging at times to know what it means to be a son of God and yet come up short. The adversary likes to take advantage of these feelings. Satan would rather that you define yourself by your sins instead of your divine potential. Brethren, don't listen to him. We have all seen a toddler learn to walk. He takes a small step and totters. He falls. Do we scold such an attempt? Of course not. What father would punish a toddler for stumbling? We encourage, we applaud, and we praise because with every small step, the child is becoming more like his parents. Now, brethren, compared to the perfection of God, we mortals are scarcely more than awkward, faltering to toddlers. But our loving Heavenly Father wants us to become more like him. And dear brethren, that should be our eternal goal too. God understands that we get there not in an instant, but by taking one step at a time, close quote. And I just think this is a really important message, particularly at the start where he talks about how Satan would rather us define us by ourselves by our sins. I mean, obviously, there is the argument that Satan uses the tactic to try and make us not believe in God or make us not believe that we are related to him. But actually, one of his most potent weapons is actually saying, yes, you are a son of God. Yes, God is there. And look how rubbish you're doing compared to what he wants you to do. That is probably the, the more you know, disappointing and discouraging um, feeling we can have. But we need to remember that our, our Heavenly Father loves us. And as he states in this, as is, as is stated in these scriptures by Paul to the Romans, he has offered our, his son to help us. We then move forward to Romans chapter 5, and there's a load of great messages in here. I'm going to limit myself to three of them from here. So in the verses 1 and 2, it says this in chapter 5 of Romans. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have, we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So it's interesting this because it seems to suggest that being justified by faith is separate to also receiving his grace. Now, as I talked about in, in the episode, I think, 71, of look, looking at the, the term grace, there is obviously the aspect of grace which kind of sanctifies and cleanses us from our sins, but there's also the grace, the enabling power for us to accomplish things in this mortal life and beyond. And I think that's what this verse 2 is talking about, that this grace is, is enabling us to receive joy and hope in the glory of God now, uh, which is an exciting and, and wonderful prospect that we can all have just simply by having faith this opportunity to feel of this this grace of God to feel of the joy and the hope that he has for us elder Jean R Cook <coughs> of the 70 uh, gave this uh, talk in April 1993 uh, the receiving divine assistance through the grace of the Lord and he said this quote if we could obtain the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that divine enabling power to assist us we will triumph in this life and be exalted in the life to come it is evident that this grace or enabling power is accessed by faith. No wonder faith in the Lord of Jesus in the Lord Jesus Christ is the first principle of the gospel. Close quote. I mean, it is so clear and so important that we have faith in in our Savior. And when we talk about having faith, it's not just simply believing that he is that he lives, or simply believing that he is the Savior. It's really believing with all our heart that yes, he is the Savior of mankind but he's our saviour, that he has done all this already for us and that this love and grace is available to us as we truly just have trust in him. And that's different than believing that he's the son of God. It, it really is. We just have to believe on that personal level. We And I say just, it's very difficult to do this, uh, but we have to understand that he loves us dearly 
and has provided this way for us. So to, to the point that we can then have this hope and faith even in trials. We read in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 6, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Close. That's the end of that verse. And this is really important as well, that not only do we then have hope and hope in the glory of God and have joy, but then this whole experience of receiving this grace can then support us and sustain us through our trials. Our trials can be viewed through a lens of hope or an eye of faith. And I've mentioned the phrase eye of faith previously in previous podcasts. I love it. Having an eye of faith and a lens of hope to see beyond these trials and see how they are for our benefit just really will sustain us through any trials, physical trials, but also emotional and spiritual trials of our faith. Elder Neil A. Maxwell put it really well uh, in the October 1998 General Conference uh, in a talk called Hope for the Atonement of Jesus Christ, where he said this, by pressing, quote, pressing, by pressing forward hopefully, we can repeatedly and joyfully stand on what was yesterday's distant horizon thereby drawing even further hope from our very own experiences. Hence Paul described how tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. Therefore we rightly sing of God, we've proved him in days that are past. Granted, those with true hope still see their personal circumstances shaken at times, like with a kaleidoscope, yet with the eye of faith, even in their changed proximate circumstances, they still see the divine design." And I think this is one of the great messages that Paul is giving here, is that through everything, through every child that we might have, because we all will come against trials, once we've had that grace and that joy in our heart, once we've really had just had faith in Christ that he's able to save us, that trial will always be seen as an obstacle that can be and will be overcome by his sustaining grace and love. And, you know, the picture that is opposite, if you're in the Come, Follow Me manual, uh, is the picture of the saviour helping a, a child from a, a kind of a rushing river on some rocks with his hand outstretched and lifting the child up by their hand. And that is, you know, a great example of how, or a great um, picturization of, of what is being taught here, that this trial will, will, will strengthen us in the future and will help us to learn in the future. And the saviour can help us through that. One final verse is in Romans chapter 5, verse 15 where he says, But not as the offence, so also is the free gift. For if through the offence of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, have abounded unto many. And I, I, spoke, I spoke about that um, again in the um, episode uh, 71 uh, about grace, about how this, there is not only the fact that we can be lifted and receive exaltation, as we are endure, as we endure to the end with our covenants and have faith in our Savior and in His grace to save us, but there is also the fact that every person, every one of mankind, will be saved from physical death because of the grace of our Savior Jesus Christ. What an amazing positive message that you know will be such a, a boost to the hearts of many many people today who don't but really honestly believe that they deserve that. Um, I was speaking to um, uh, my father. Um, couple of days ago and he was uh, talking to an investigator uh, you know in our church and the man just said how you know I've done this and this and this in my life how can God really 
forgive me. Um, and then, you know, he sat and listened to the messages of the day, particularly the Sunday school lesson where we talked about, not this week's study, but um, last week's where we looked at how Paul, you know, who, him, who, him, who him, him himself was a sinner uh, and, you know, he had orchestrated the deaths and murder of, of countless saints and then he was forgiven and the Lord forgave him and he was made an instrument in the Lord's hand. You know, and this was a powerful message for this investigator. Well, I think it's not just, you know, for him, you know, it's not just a one-off this. I think many people, you know, if they, if they truly look inside themselves, sometimes think, you know, why am I worth it? Um, you know, I feel that a number of times. And so I think that this message is such a positive thing and I've really enjoyed this study. I mean, I've, I say that every week. I've enjoyed this study of Come Follow Me this week, as I have many other weeks as well. And I look forward to next week's study as well, uh, where we'll continue looking in Romans and looking at how we can, uh, you know, overcome the difficulties before us. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If you've got anything to share with us um, about the study that we've done today or anything else you've been studying, please, I would love to hear from you and learn from you at Matt S. Roberts 90 uh, Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.